again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to ClockerCast, the only Philippine motoring podcast. And you're joining us today on our second episode. I'm Inigo Rosses, and my hosts are AJ Puyat and JC Polito. Say hello. Hello. All right, all right. Uh, I hope you guys are as excited to hear us as we are excited to uh, well, talk to you. <laughs> yes, we're excited. Of course. Yeah. It's ready and uh, excited to get things going. And speaking of excitement, we got some pretty exciting news right here. Um, what's the first there on our list, guys? Well, um, our first news comes from the U.S., specifically Google, ah. which is better known for their search engines and Gmail and all things technology. Yeah. So what's And with that, yeah, uh, they're actually, well, someone spotted a car from Google with, that's actually uh, driverless. Well, there's actually an engineer on really? the driver's seat. Yeah. There's an engineer on the driver's seat, but what they're saying is um, it's self-driving. Um, they're using all sorts of technology. I think it's a scam. Why, why is there a engineer there in the... Well, well, okay, go ahead. According from according to California law, I think uh, um, any car that's that's mobile should have a driver in it. So and also, you know, it's it's a precaution that if anything happens to the car, there's someone who can step on the brakes if ever. Yeah, yeah, if something happens to the car. Um, they're using different kinds of technology, one of which is GPS. So what they're saying is um, with what Google Maps, uh, Google has with Google Maps, they're pretty good with the with GPS. So, yeah, it's pretty. Okay, so what car is it? Uh, it's actually a Prius that. What? Uh, that has also <laughs> okay. that's, that's not very next gen at all. <laughs> Self-driving Prius by Google. Yes, uh, essentially. So yeah, it's been rolling around California. I mean, is this supposed to be an entire car, or it's just a system that you install into your current car? No, no, no. It's it's actually very far from that, because there's all kinds of electronics inside. So I think. Uh, the only seats are available are the passenger and the driver's seats. Mm. Um, all that space is for the electronics, the computers. Uh, on top of, on the roof is actually uh, a GPS receiver. Well, they just so threw us it, back to the dark ages. I mean, <laughs> back to the times when computers consumed whole rooms. So, so I guess it's still far away. They got to scale this down, make it usable. Well, but for what it does, it's it's pretty cutting edge. I mean, if you take a look at the photo, you've got loads of cameras in the car. Well, you know, rotating. I'd, I'd hate to be the you know the wet blanket GPS. here, but a self-driving car isn't entirely new. I mean, we've heard of these things, um, and it, from DARPA, um, I think Honda is yeah. working on one, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there are a couple yeah, the, other car companies that that do work on this. Yeah, um, you mentioned the DARPA, uh, the DARPA challenge a yeah. few years back, but uh, I, I don't know, because Google, Google itself, the company, is full of engineers, mm -hmm. and 
I don't know if it's just the spare time that they're do- doing this, which is which actually costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the modern equivalent of the Walkman, you know, it was just something that engineers cooked up you know, to pass the time, and it ended up being a product. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got another question. I mean, what happens when you go through like, for example, Makati's Central Business District? I mean, we all know what using a GPS in that area is like. I mean. The system is GPS dependent, so how will that work? Well, it's not only. Well, I guess the technology is um, <clears throat> pretty uh, much in its infancy stages. But according to the report, they've been able to do 140,000 miles around California. So I guess it's a matter of just mapping out um, the area pretty accurately. And once you've done that, the, the car, the system can run successfully. And it doesn't only use GPS. There's other sensors in the car. So um, as AG said earlier, there are cameras uh, all around the car to see. Um, There's actually a video, I think in YouTube, where someone actually crosses, well, this is an experiment. Someone actually uh, crosses in front of the Google car and the, the car automatically stops. So it's not just GPS. There's a lot of technology behind the car itself. Ah, okay. Well, I guess the the benefits of that are are are, are pretty obvious. I mean, we're we're probably thinking of evil ways to take advantage of it right now, right, guys? Oh yes. <laughs> you can actually drink and not worry about <laughs> one bottle too many, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's still Correct. good news. Definitely. I mean, we'll be looking forward to that. We'll stay posted. So. uh What's next on our roster of news items? Um, JC, what do you have next? Uh, this one's a local news, uh, actually coming from our friends at Top Gear, Top Gear Philippines. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, their editor-in-chief wrote on their website that Fiat may actually be coming to the Philippines. Ooh. So, oh, really? Yeah. So this is more of a speculation, a rumor, if you will. Okay. Uh I, I don't know if it's the whole Fiat group because uh, Fiat owns a number of brands like Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Ferrari, Maserati, Lancia. Is it still being produced? Uh, yes, Lancia is, is yeah. still around, although their designs aren't as uh, alluring as they used to be. Now, uh, again, yeah. there's, there's some... You all reason- remember that uh, rally legend? Um, oh, yes, the Delta. Yeah, the rally. The Stratos, the Delta yeah. Integrale. Just, just remember Lancia that way, okay? Don't, don't Google. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just. And of course, crazy. Alfa Romeo is also part of that um, corporate umbrella. Oh, I think that's the brand I am so, excited uh, about. That is a beautiful car. Oh yeah, Inigas had some personal experience with Alphas, haven't you? Oh yes, yes, lovely, lovely. I got to drive a well, well the 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 coupe. Uh, it was a, I think, two point five liter JTD, a lovely car. Um, well, I just love mm-hmm. Alphas to bits. Very emotional brand. But again, I mean, back to the issue at hand. Um, this, <laughs> um, this didn't just happen by magic. I mean, this is also influenced by um, a major event happening, you know, across our shores, right? Correct. The merger of uh, Daimler and um, Fiat. Is that right? So I guess a part of this merger means that uh, all of the distributors of Chrysler down the line uh, do essentially get a get a license to distribute the, the Fiat brands, am I right? Well, I guess a little background for all, all our listeners. Um, Cats Motors is the local distributor of Chrysler brands mm-hmm. 
and also Mercedes-Benz. And yes, um, w- with that merger happening abroad, it uh, just made it a little easier for Katz Motors to bring in an additional or additional uh, brands to its um, repertoire, namely the Fiat Group. Um, but but our sources tell us also that um, maybe Ferrari and Maserati are not part of the package because uh, these brands are already being offered locally by a different group. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we can expect from uh, this merger is maybe Fiat finds its way here, Alfa Romeo, um, Lancia maybe a long shot. I don't think it's feasible given our, our small market. So, mm-hmm. but still, Fiat and Alfa Romeo, those are pretty exciting brands. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll finally yeah, have they a make Punto. Cars in Europe. Mm-hmm. Or five hundred. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. Excited yeah, uh-huh. that. And of course, the Alfa Romeo. Yep. So I'll be happy for that. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but the question is here: is uh, will fil- the Filipino market actually? by Fiat's. Well, I've seen a few Alfa Romeos here, so that's a possibility, but um, is the Fiat brand actually known here in the Philippines? Well, um, we have to you know, take a little history lesson. Uh, if you look back a couple of years, Fiat was here, um, not just once, but actually twice. Fiat was here well into the 60s. That is correct. I mean, our fathers will, will talk about uh, the, the times when Fiat's roamed free. And then another time when it was brought in, although very briefly, it was actually a taxi model, the Fiat Uno, um, but that didn't pan out so well. Um, and then, of course, Alfa Romeo was also here before. Um, it was, I think, distributed by the same guys that also brought in Proton, but it was a limited run. So we had a couple of these um, Alfa Romeo spiders come, uh, rolling around. Um, but again, I yeah. mean, you know, they, they've had such brief stints. It's hard to say for sure. I know Fiat in its first um, first visit here. Uh, well, it, it did attract a couple of followers. Well, well like, Fiat makes um, pretty competitive small cars, and I think there is room for small urban cars in our in our market. So, true, true. Should they price it attractively and and maybe come up with um, diesel engine cars? Because we definitely lack that product in our market. You know, small cars with diesel engines. Not like in Europe, they they have an abundance of that. So, if if um, Katz Motors can bring in Fiat cars with diesel engines. I think that would be pretty attractive. Yeah, I think of the three brands, Fiat has the best chance of succeeding here in this market. I mean, I have to admit, Alpha is a mm-hmm. beautiful car, but you know, it's still a niche brand. Well, we've been seeing uh, Mas- uh, Maseratis and Mercedes-Benz high-end brands uh, around the around the metro. So if Alpha does come come here. Um, I, I guess there there will be a few buyers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, still speaking fans. of high-end brands, um, I guess it's a good time to also talk about uh, our, our our other news bit. Yes, and yes. It's, uh, care of our correspondent Kim Liu, who who's enjoying his stay in Europe right now. Yes, and he was able to yes. pass and, by uh, the Paris Auto Show, Paris Motor yes, Show. Yes, lucky, lucky boy, you lucky. <laughs> Expletive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, one of the highlights of the Paris Motor Show. What, what, what do we miss? What's what's worth talking about? What what do you think, guys? So aside, well, aside from the babes, judging, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I'm at the car. From the pictures of uh, <laughs> judging from Kim's pictures, there are a lot. Wow, to just drool over. Um, where do we start? The Audi Quattro concept. It's a throwback yes. to the original 
Super Quattro of the 80s, and um, there's still a hint of that. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, there's still a hint of that boxiness that the old had in the back, clearly. Um, it's still it got does, some that the new, rear, um, that new think Audi style now. It's it's a two door coupe for for people who haven't seen it. Um, the Audi Audi Quattro concept is a two door coupe. Of course, it sports the huge front grille, but like Inigo said, it's, it retains a boxy profile, especially in the rear. Any rally homologations for this car? Doubt um, it. <laughs> like the last concept. Not yet. But I hope so. Uh huh. But well, if you're interested in some rally news, there's some the countryman good, good things coming from yeah Mini. The you want to tell them about that, JC? Well, uh, from Kim's photos, uh, the the Mini Countryman uh, WRC spec uh, is is in the Paris Auto Show, and from the photos, it looks amazing and. I guess we'll have to see uh, next year how it'll handle with the Citrons and um, the Fords uh, of, of the 2011 WRC. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the yeah, m- this car looks pretty mean, you know. It's- yeah, the Mini Countryman, it's, of course, this is based on the SUV Countryman, right? It, SUV is, um, I think, a, a bit of an overstatement because it's still a small car. You know, um, it is four four wheel drive and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's still a small. It's a wagon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much a beefier. Uh, what's <laughs> what's the <laughs> other mini? Clubman. Um, yeah, the Clubman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a bigger Clubman, but yeah, I mean. Um, from the photos, the WRC spec, it's 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 an aggressive, mean, bleep bleep. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. <laughs> I hope it's it's got the. But definitely, there on, there uh, is really the other cars. Was that? Uh, I I hope it's got the grunt to take on the other rally competitors. I mean, you, you still have oh, cars sure like that. It's gonna come with a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of boost, care of a big turbocharger, a lot of lightning work. Um. Yeah, it's gonna haul ass. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, yep. Well, but aside from all the other eye candies out there, um, I guess one car that you really can't not notice is the Lamborghini Sesto Elemento. You want to tell them about that name, Inigo? Um, yeah. Of course, a little background first. Um, even before the Paris Auto Show, Lamborghini has been leaking out images of this car, but it's only bits and pieces. I mean, they only show you a part of the back. A part of the grill, a part of the light. Detail shots. Yeah, yeah. They, they would just tease the public like mad. So, you know, it, it builds anticipation. And, and a lot of people um, see this car as, you know, the, the next um, poster car in the same way that the, the Countach was back in our childhood. So, so again... Man, here, does it look awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, they named it Sesto Elemento, which is pretty much sixth element in English. Um, after, well, the sixth which element is... in the periodic table of elements, which is carbon. So, as you can bet, there is right. a lot of carbon fiber in this car. Um, or is it, um, is it totally carbon fiber? Uh, help me out, guys. From the photos, it looks like it. Um, it's actually, it doesn't shine like the other cars. So, it, it, it brings out the, um, it, it's reminiscent of the... The Stealth Fighter of yeah, 
Well, this isn't the first time um, Lamborghini has played with carbon fiber. Uh, it's done it before with the Rebenton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, honestly, I, I think it went over the edge with that car. You know, it was kind of gaudy in some sense. I kind of like But it. I think this one just strikes strikes a right balance. You know, it looks mean. It's more compact. So I, I like this one a lot better. So oh, what is this? Is this? And um, the performance speaks for itself. Ah, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, it's got a 5.2 V10 and 570 horsepower. Wow. And get wow. this, 0 to 60 in a claim 2.5 seconds. Wow. Bugatti, eat your heart out. Seriously? 2.5? <laughs> I mean... 2.5, I know. It's like strapping yourself to a rocket and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're in a kingdom come, right? Well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. You can you can hit a hundred before you even finish saying kingdom come. So, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that is. Well, Kim, you're uh-huh. a lucky guy. Yes. Not to mention the we very lovely photos of the, the models here. <laughs> <laughs> Makes us all wish we yes. were there. Careful there. Careful. Uh-huh. So um, if anyone wants to see Kim's article, it's in autoindustria.com. So just yep. look for the 2010 Paris Motor Paris Show. Motor Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, man. Good job. Yes, yes. And hopefully we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him back so he can tell, tell us his tale. Okay, well, that's... Okay, yeah. so... That's not the only thing we have. Uh, we we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of drool worthy uh, experiences ourselves. First of all, um, we we do have a head to head with uh, for, for this episode. I mean, we got two very alluring cars. We pit them together. Best of all, in our local mountain roads in Tanay Rizal, uh, great roads for handling. Yes. So, what cars have we got this week, guys? All right, um, Vince, one of our. Um other co-hosts was able to arrange a shoot for um aq that's uh aap quarterly and um part of what he got for that um photo shoot was the chevy camaro v6 and the hyundai genesis coupe which is also powered by a v6 and so the battle begins mm-hmm. so guys well that's a very picking that's a very exciting matchup I mean, first of all, uh, well, the cars couldn't be closer spec-wise. We both got V6s. They're both rear-wheel drive. And they're both yellow. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was a rare coincidence. <laughs> I mean, we, we we got these two cars. They're both producing around 300 horsepower each. They're both V6s, both rear-wheel drive. Um, I mean, we, we couldn't ask for a closer matchup here. Uh, so where do we start? Yeah, the numbers are, are pretty close, but they couldn't be, I don't know, uh, differently made. One is a very focused, very button-down drive. It's direct to the point. While the other is uh, has sporting intentions, mm-hmm. but has a more relaxed... And it's a retro um, throwback. I mean, it, it's based on an old car that was very successful, very popular. So, in in a way, it has to suit expectations for that old car. Well, Correct. it's so, um, also an it, it it's also a muscle car. So, from there, you can see what kind of well heritage it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the Camaro here. Yeah, yeah, true. And and what we had was just a base model um, in the states. You can get this car with a with a V8 actually, whereas the the Hyundai Genesis Coupe is actually the top of the line. Correct. That is true. 
But I think even with the V8, um, the Camaro in its DNA has, you know, that Michigan produced feel where uh, it tends to be softer than normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tends to be softer than um, other sporting coupes or sport coupes. Oh, yeah. It, because, it's um, that, that floaty suspension. Well, Americans like it, you know, they, they like their cars um, soft and comfortable for long cruises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas the Genesis Coupe was from the... Firm you know, inception stage was planned to be really a performance vehicle, you know, to rival uh, what the Japanese and what the Europeans are offering out there. So, so again, you, you got these, these two differences of, um, I guess, goals of aims uh, for creating these cars. Um, let's go to the exterior first. I mean, just on looks alone, what, do you, what would you guys take home? Well, hands down the Camaro for me. I mean, I mean, not that the Genesis is is ugly by any by any stretch, but well, you have that heritage and that very angular look. Yeah. So exterior wise, for me, it's I, I the Camaro. Agree. Uh-huh. The Camaro is drop dead gorgeous. It's so oozing with testosterone, especially with those big wheels, those bulging fenders that that mean stare up front uh the sunken headlight um, the genesis yeah jc's correct it doesn't look bad but beside the camaro it just <laughs> doesn't have that you know visual impact that mm-hmm. the chevy has i guess the thing with the camaro is that we we tra- we establish automatically this relationship with the 67 camaro whereas the genesis coupe the, the first car you think about design wise is like well the previous coupe which is not exactly um it's uh, ancestor, shall we say? Yeah, because the Genesis Coupe is a totally new car, not based on the previous one. Mm-hmm. The previous one was a front-wheel drive. This one is rear-wheel drive, and it it bears the Genesis um, yes, a, moniker, a, a new start, Hyundai's so to speak. Upmarket, yes, mm-hmm. Hyundai's upmarket um, line of products. But yeah, um, you're correct. The the new Camaro was heavily influenced by the first generation one produced. Um, 1967 and 69 and personally i i like that uh, that model the best mm-hmm. the, the first gen true classic so there i think we can all agree that uh, looks wise the the camaro takes it now let's take the listeners somewhere they haven't been the insides of the cars uh interiors what do you guys think overall i think the genesis has a better design cockpit um the materials just are, are fit more flushly. You sit better, you know. You're you're more um, oriented towards driving. The Camaro has some retro touches, you know, the gauges, but it feels cramped inside, and and, and you immediately feel that when you step inside. So, I would have to say, climbing into both cars, the Genesis Coupe's cabin is is um, the place that I'd, I'd prefer to be in. I don't know, you know, I th- yeah. I'd have to put my vote to the Camaro. I mean. Um... I like the way I like the way it was designed. I don't mind the claustrophobia. I mean, I was in that car, and I think someone had a heavy metal CD on, and you know, it it, it just felt right. <laughs> it just felt so right, man. That that car just made me feel evil. You know, the good kind of evil. I I felt like uh, you know. But, uh, but didn't you feel it was a little plasticky all around? You know, they felt cheap. I mean, compared to the Genesis. I don't know. Like to me. Like I'm the only guy that can see that. Everyone else on the street just, you know, sees like a portion of my head, and they can presume that I'm a really huge dude. And then I, I like the way the the <laughs> dials are arranged. 
you know, did you see that? The, the four gauges right so, in front uh, of the stick shift. Are you compensating for something? No, 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 not at all. What would you think of that? What? No, but I mean, seriously, I mean, did you see the the four the four gauges uh, right in front of the stick shift? Uh, I think it was oil pressure and voltmeter and, you know, something like that. You see that cluster? It was kind of useless because it's hard to view when you're driving. It's positioned so down low that if you bothered to check it out, you'd get into an accident. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, guess it's more I just kind of liked it. Yeah, the retro feel, I guess. And for me, it just kind of captures it well. How about you, um, Yeah, uh, Inigo mentioned the uh, four gauge clusters by the stick shift. Uh, and also have to agree that, you know, well, you don't have to look at it all the time. I mean, it's not integral. It's not like a the speedometer that you have to look every time. So, you know, I guess okay. once you're you're in the stoplight, then you can take a peek. Um, it does feel retro. And um, to be honest, against the Genesis, I'm kind of 50-50 with it. Uh, maybe a little more biased to the Camaro inside. So that's two to one Camaro. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh! I also have to add um, with the Camaro, the the com- the doors uh, upon entering, it's kind of it's uh, it's lower than the Genesis, and when we had it, it that is day, it is harder to get into yeah, that car. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so there there were uh, a couple of times where I hit my head uh. on, the, <laughs> on the doors. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, on the roofs. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's fifty fifty for me. So, okay. but but Genesis is so modern, so you know, nicely built. It's got huh? a start stop button. It it's it's got a DVD um, navigation <clears throat> screen on on top. Um, well. You guys like the Camaro's interior. I prefer the Genesis. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's go to the next segment, which is uh, performance. I mean, let's get into the real detail of how these guys um, actually oh, yeah. handle, actually sounds better. Yeah. Well, I guess here we have to agree once on once above the other. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that was pretty clear, even the day we were testing it. So let, let's talk yeah. about it. I mean, what's well, uh, we have to we have to mention also that. Um, the the place that we tested in Tanai, uh, it's not it's not a long long stretch. Ah, so yeah. It's basically winding. So from Tanai there, is in- a class mountain road. Yeah, with um, two lane switchbacks. You got black top and uh, concrete surfaces. You got some decreasing radius turns. Um, out of tight turns also, which really reveals handling characteristics of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's more oriented towards handling more than anything. Uh-huh. True. I think if we had a um, a nice straight leading up to that, we uh, at least in that short por- portion, the the Camaro would gain the upper hand. But in this case, it was it, it seemed to favor more towards the Genesis Coupe. Uh, why is that? Well, for one, um, the Genesis is a smaller, nimbler car. It's got a lower center of gravity it's lighter so off the bat it'll definitely benefit handling and um like i mentioned the camaro is an american car it is it has its dna in in muscle cars which 
are more known for power rather than outright handling. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a car that's better suited to a uh, uh, just straight line speed drag races, and well, I guess we're in a way we're putting it out of the element. Yeah, it, it's more suited f- for the drag strip than the winding roads. Mm-hmm. And but then again, um, how did it perform? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, the Genesis was very direct. You know, it made made you feel like you were in a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. Not that I've been in one. But that's how I imagine it to be. But I mean, yeah, I mean, um, you, you, you twist you the simply, wheel. Yeah, yeah, just point the car, stable it, and gas, and it will exit without much complaint. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Camaro, throw it into a corner, it'll start to stabilize and catch itself. And then when you power out, you know, you got to be smooth on the delivery. You can't just mash the pedal. If you come in too hot, it's going to ask you, like, are you really... You Seriously really want to do this? this to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit but of treat it right. Yeah. You know, come in smoothly. Come in with with not as much excess speed, and like you said, you can exit with some um, quickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it does handle okay. It's not a well. I guess in context, compared to the Genesis Coupe, it's not a great hander. But it does handle fairly well, considering mm-hmm. it was designed to be a muscle car first. Um, I mean, I, I remember taking it into a turn, um, slowly, of course, turning it in, and then just mashing the throttle. And, you know, you could see the front lift up. But then it accelerates. It it still turns a bit. I mean, you know, it uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, of course, compared to the Genesis, not as good either. But I guess one area where you really felt it lacking was in the brakes. You had to brake oh, a lot yes, earlier definitely. with the Camaro compared to... With the Genesis, it felt like such a heavy car. And again, car. weight comes into play. Well, but um, give me a long stretch of highway, I would definitely go with a Camaro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see how that'll have the advantage there. Well, then, JC, what were your impressions? Um, yeah. Well, I I agree with you both. Uh, in on the winding roads, definitely the Genesis. Not that the Camaro is. Uh, is um, bad. Well, it's it's not as good as the Genesis on the winding roads, and uh, I guess when we're cruising around around the metro, I mean, you still have you still have the look of the Camaro going on for you. Mm-hmm. So let, let but okay, guys, let's... which car sounded better? Which car sounded better? For me, it was the Camaro, hands down. I mean, the oh, raspy, yeah. you know. I think they've still got the sound down. Um, Not that the the Hyundai was any bad. I mean, it's still got an awesome sound to it. Um, But yeah, the the Camaro still takes the lead on that aspect. It has that that tough growl, the thick growl. Imagine what the V8 mm -hmm. may sound like. I mean, I was talking to another friend and, you know, he he just mentioned this word that that just perfectly describes the sound. And, you know, with the Camaro, it's got this brat, brat, you know, I mean, that was just wow. Uh, the hair in the back of my neck yeah. stands when you just floor the throttle. Very angry. Mm-hmm. So um, let's let's get to the bottom line here. Um, which one would you take home? Which well, we well, have I to also mention. We all, we have I to, guess we all decide. Mention the price. Ah, um, how much is yeah, the Genesis yeah, so in the Camaro? I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, the Genesis retails for a little over. Two million pesos, so that's roughly forty thousand dollars plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do but... I have my math right. <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. somewhere upwards of forty thousand dollars. Whereas a Chevy Camaro V6, I think here retails for a little over three million pesos. So Oof. 
Yeah, it's I think more it's, expensive. Uh, they're up 3.1. Yeah, so that's a big disparity between the two. But we have positives and negatives for each car. So, uh, I mean, well, price-wise, it's definitely the Genesis. But there's also having a, an advantage for the Camaro with what, uh, around 3 million? Well, with the Camaro, you get the huge 20-inch wheels. Um, you get, the, of course, the classic interior look. You get the uh, Infinity pre- Premium um, sound system. Or, wait, was that the Bose? Let me check. Give me a minute here. Oh, let's, I'll, I'll mention the other features. Uh, of course, it's got traction control, stability control, tire pressure monitor system, uh, rear parking centers. Um... Of course, you know all the automatic uh, power, um, automatic headlamps, uh, power steering. Of course, automatic windows, automatic doors. Um, pretty much standard fare for any car. But it doesn't even have. Well, just to get back on on, on my point, um, it it had the Boston acoustic premium sound, ah. so you got that covered. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even have power seats. Yes. I mean, oh yes. You gotta give that. Oh wait, right. I, I think it does. Whereas um, Genesis, it says here electric no, seating adjustment. No, the the electric seating for the Camaro is only for the horizontal, oh. but for the for the rest, uh, for the backrest, uh, yeah, for for the backrest, power adjustable. You, uh, it's still manual. Oh gosh, okay. Well, why stop short? All right. Uh, well, they had to cut costs somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And as for the Genesis, I mean, wh- what do you get for forking over a little over two million? Well, of course, you got the neat engine start-stop function. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, the smart um, key it's system. Also got a no more, no more putting in your key. Very convenient function, especially when you're carrying a lot of bags, whatnot. It's also got the Infinity sound system, so your your audio system is covered. Like I said, if if uh, we had navigation here. Um, you could also access that to the Genesis Scoop um, console. It's all there, and then you got climate control, a host of um, well other functions that um, I think overall makes it. Oh, oh, and we have to we have to add this. Um, the Genesis Scoop also has an R spec package. Is it is it over the two million mark, or is this what we're talking about? Because this R package includes the Brembo brakes front and back. Oh, no, no, no. That's an extra charge. Ah, okay. You don't get that for million package. All right. So so that's on top Okay, of so it. guys. Um... Yeah, let's... So let's get our, let's get our votes in. Mm-hmm. What would you let's rather get? Analysis. Which one do you pick? It's really a tough well, one. Well, if you were to ask... Yeah, if you were to ask me, my, my rational side would say the Genesis Scoop. It really drove better. It's it's a better package. It comes with more features, but it's so hard to argue with how the Camaro looks. But I think on on, on this Camaro, I'm going with the Genesis. It's just so fun to drive. It it looks nice, and it's bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys, JC? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty difficult. I guess for me, I yeah, I'd agree with you uh, with about the Genesis. It's just the price. Of getting a Camaro, it's what um, uh, around a million more. But then again, you got the looks, and I mean to be honest, <clears throat> we we aren't going to we aren't going to be driving excitedly All most the of the time. So yeah, uh, a, a, as a car, uh, the Camaro itself, if you know, it, it, 
it's pretty good for cru- cruising around around Metro Manila. Um, you won't be doing hard turns on it, except for the claustrophobic atmosphere inside. It's pretty comfortable to drive. But you know, there there are those times when there's uh, an empty road. Um, that yeah, like uh, on a weekend, go to Tanai and just you know release some tension. <laughs> so which one are you Amen, getting, brother? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. I'd, I'd I'd go for the Genesis for the fun and yeah, yeah. sheer fun of driving it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you sheer fun and yeah, the price also. Yeah, um, you know, I I'd have to go with you guys on this. I, I'd also vote for the Genesis Coupe because. You know, it, it's really just a total package. I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't mind the looks it much. Um, I actually like the way it looks. That's true. I like that little looks kick good. right after the door. You know, the way it just dips there, and and you know how the back seems to look even wider than the front. I like the way it looks. Um, you know, I love the the features. I mean, sunroof. They got that um, the keyless system, um, and paddle shifts. I mean, we forgot to mention that the Genesis Coupe has paddle shifts. And that's just you know it's so well, much fun. Well, the Camaro, the Camaro has that. Has, too. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. They're they're tied on that. But they won't. They don't work as well. So ah uh, yeah. yeah. With the Genesis, it's, it's far more responsive. And you know, the, the power of the Genesis is, I mean, on paper it's a, just a tad less, but you know, in feeling, it feels like the Genesis has a big lead, even power wise. Per, to me personally, I mean, you know, I'd, yeah. You can feel the, you can feel the car overcoming traction control every now and then, whereas yeah, I'm just a, a small blip of the and of course it's got that um, rear torsion differential, which really makes a lot of difference with the handling and how exciting the car handles. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, there yeah. you go. Um, you you got quite literally. So back, there you have it. You you got handling. Yeah, it's pretty unanimous. It has to be Genesis three zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Who would have thought that? Yeah, hands down, that is the, well, for now, performance car to get. Uh, well, we're performance-oriented people, so I guess we're pretty biased. Don't you know someone who got a Genesis Coupe? Just, was it? I oh, yes, nah. yes. Um, <laughs> I have a pilot friend who, who actually just recently bought one. <laughs> and he's very happy about it. it yeah. Back, you know, the first weekend he had it, he brought it up to Subic. There happened to be a track day, so you know, lucky him. He got to play with it right away, and and you know, he loves it to bits. So you know, well, there you go, customer, and the members of the Genesis Coupe Club will attest to that. <laughs> yes, there's a car club already. So, um, now that we're done with that comparison, all right, let's so uh, yeah, so it's a unanimous three zero for the Genesis. True, true. So let's. But Chevy, if you're gonna give me a Camaro, I won't say no. <laughs> okay. Well, none of us would say no. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we'd still be happy. So from le- let's go from nice cars to um, well, not so nice cars. Uh, <laughs> this is where we talk about the namesakes of our show, uh, the clunkers. And for clunkers, first of all, we'd like to invite you guys to you know mail in, uh, tell us about your own clunkers. Um, what do you think? What condition it's at? And, um, you know, just drop us a line. How do they contact us, JC? Well, they can contact us. Uh, they can email us through clunkercast at gmail.com. So, yeah. uh, do we have to spell it out? C-L-U-N-K-E-R-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. 
or they can well we have a twitter page so uh just search well twitter.com slash clunkercast if if you ha- you think you have a clunker that uh, needs a bit of of shaping up you can email us contact us through email or through twitter mm-hmm. and let us so, know about it you know uh, we we want to hear stories about your car if there's an interesting story behind how you got it uh, please share and maybe we could uh, give some tips on how to fix your clunkers all right sounds good so yeah guys send it in all right so that wraps that wraps up our show guys um thank you for episode two done yeah thank you for subscribing thank you for listening thank you for taking some time out to listen to us and this has been clunker cast I am your host, Inigo Rosses. This is AG, signing off. This is JC, who will have to edit everything, (laughs) signing off. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Thank you, and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. What? Uh, tunes. What? What?